This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves the pilot. What a goal. This is the Halftime Show on Pulse 95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Wonderful. Hello and welcome on to another episode of Halftime Show. This time with myself, Abdul Karim Hanif, as I'm stepping in for... Omar Adouri, who has recovered uh, well from his surgery, and we wish him a very, very speedy recovery so they can be back in the studios to keep you guys informed about the world of sports and uh, keep you entertained throughout your afternoon drive or wherever you are, getting uh, energized and charged up for the day ahead. Now, uh, what a crazy night it was. If you were a sporting fan, you were literally spoiled for choice. You had the tennis, you had the cricket, you had the Euro 2020, you had the big game, England versus Croatia, to look forward to. So much was happening, and literally last night, my uh, my fingers are, are, are in pain from switching channels, and they're catching the encounter to, to the Pakistan Super League, also extending into the early hours of the morning. There was very, very high chance that I could have missed out on hosting the morning majlis this morning. Uh, but now... For this afternoon, we're gearing up for a world of sports. And um, we have uh, my younger brother, Asad Hanif, as a sports analyst once again back onto uh, the uh, the stage in Pulse95 studios uh, to talk to me about uh, in greater detail about uh, the, the Euro 2020 as well as Djokovic's brilliance on the tennis court yesterday. So this show, the halftime show, uh, is, is looking at the, the world of Euro 2020 firstly. We'll quickly move on uh, to the world of tennis. Then we'll build the hype of uh, the UAE's qualification for the next round as the Asian qualifiers uh, uh, for the World Cup are in full swing and we're playing Vietnam tomorrow. So it's going to be an exciting time to be a UAE fan. We'll touch upon the cricket, which was a disappointing end for uh, the English fans losing out to New Zealand in the final decider test match. And that went on to... New Zealand finally lifting the trophy on a way turf in England, and uh, but their moods were slightly elevated with the performance uh, against uh, Croatia in the in the football field in London. So there's so much to catch up with, guys. If you caught up with the Euro 2020 yesterday, if there's any particular moments that uh, really make you uh, uh, make you feel like you want to get involved and share your opinions with us, you're you're most welcome. Text lines are open four two one five for you to get involved with us and uh, we'll be back after some more musical entertainment here on Pulse95 you're listening to the Halftime Show with myself Abdul Karim Hanif stepping in for Omar Adouri this is Pulse95 oh he loves the pilot what a goal this is the Halftime Show on Pulse95 nice strike Hello and welcome back on to the halftime show. We're looking at uh, the big the big news surrounding the Euro 2020 and uh, what an encounter was last night between 
um, uh, between Croatia and England. And it was a crazy night of sports. We was literally spoiled for choice when it came to uh, the, the the matches that we want to watch. And uh, I was uh, sat down with my brother, uh, Asad Hanif, who is uh, my guest again uh, for the halftime show to be the sports analyst. And uh, this is what we're going to be talking about in greater detail, particularly when it comes to uh, the encounter that we saw yesterday. And uh, Asad is with us in the studios and uh, we are going to start talking uh, about uh, the world of football, especially with the Euro 2020 that took place yesterday. Uh, Three intense games and Ukraine and Netherlands was a surprise package because Ukraine uh, uh, making sure that they were in the lead earlier with Netherlands uh, pulling things back and making sure that they are the side to be reckoned with and uh, we have so much to talk to uh, my brother about as he will give us a bit of an analysis on how the games went down yesterday. So once again, I've decided to rope in my younger brother, Asad Hanif, to be the analyst of the encounters. And he's joined us live on the airwaves again. So Asad, uh, talk to me about how you thought of the England versus Croatia game. It was a very, very important to, to get off to a winning start for England. Um, yes, uh, England's uh, game against Croatia was particularly important, I felt. Um, because um, they were hoping to uh, avenge their defeat in the semi-finals of the 2018 World Cup. And uh, they were successful at at the end of the day. So, um, yeah, particularly impressed by uh, their performance uh, today. 1-0 is not the justification for such a a powerful game because we saw that in the World Cup as a high-scoring encounter at that time. But uh, just 1-0 and in front of home crowd as well must have been incredible feeling for the fans isn't it yes absolutely the fans were very pleased you could hear it uh, throughout um, the stadium in Wembley was uh, particularly loud um, and um, yeah um, the uh, the stadium again wasn't full packed to full capacity uh, but uh, the atmosphere was brilliant electric yeah mm-hmm. And, you know, I was so impressed by uh, England uh, and their performance that uh, I honestly felt that it, it could have been much more. It could have been 2-3 nil as well. The chances they were creating, particularly in the, in the first uh, 20 minutes of the game, uh, were Im- impressive. Yeah, uh, I, I actually reckon that uh, England certainly are a team that have a chance to go all the way in this uh, tournament. Mm, wow, that's, uh, that's a great... Uh point to take back but uh, any particular performances that you would uh, say any particular players uh, that stood out uh, in that performance yeah well uh, me being uh, well I, I play football as well uh, just to let you know um, <laughs> and I play in a full back position so I was actually very impressed by Kyle Walker's uh, defending today but the uh, what stood out most of all was uh, England's attack their um, the goal scorer uh, Raheem Sterling was brilliant uh, and other than him uh, Foden and uh, Mount and Harry Kane's link-up play was particularly impressive. I was, I mean, the fluency of England's performance was uh, outstanding. I, I felt that I felt they're really a strong, strong side to be reckoned with. I mean, we've seen in in club, club competition that in in the UEFA, uh, 
Europa League, Manchester United made it to the final. And in the Champions League, we had Manchester City uh, against Chelsea. So, I mean, English players are, you know, dominating, I think. Um, yeah, as I said, mm-hmm. I see England going very far in this tournament. Now, other big games uh, that took place, uh, we saw the uh, Austria-Macedonia uh, as well. That was a, a fantastic finish. But Ukraine and Netherlands was a bit of a surprise package. What happened there? Uh, you, you were quite uh, keen in observing how Ukraine had a bit of an advantage and there was a massive slip-up. Um, I wouldn't say that there was a slip-up. I would, uh, the Netherlands uh, took the lead 2-0 and then you know the way in, in which uh, Ukraine bounced back was particularly impressive. I was yeah, stunned by their performance. Uh, and now I believe that they've taken the lead uh, again, mm-hmm. the Netherlands. So, uh, yeah, um, Netherlands uh, were, they are also one of the, uh, I would say, dark horses of the tournament. The thing about Europe, the um, Euros is, I feel that it's uh, far more competitive uh, as compared to the World Cup. I mean, if you look at the rankings, out of the top 20 ranked teams, according to FIFA, 13 of them are European. So, uh, yeah, so I I feel that this tournament is something that uh, a lot of uh, fans have been waiting to watch for a while now. So I'm, I'm, I'm really glad it has started and uh, looking forward to uh, the rest of the games. Mm. Now, uh, one game that everyone's going to have on their minds is France versus Germany, Tuesday, uh, 15th of June. And uh, it's going to be a late night encounter. I think that's going to be the big buzzing game it's it's almost like the finals of the euros yes absolutely group f the group of death is being uh, called uh, these days um with hungary um about portugal france and germany so uh i uh, happen to be a fan of germany myself i've been been so since the world cup of 2002 when uh, they ended up losing to brazil 2-0 well, that was actually the first football game that i ever watched so ever since then, um, I've been a German fan. So, <clears throat> yeah, um, yeah, Germany versus France, that's going to be a, a great game as well. I'm looking forward to that. What, what, what's your expectations from it? Because if you look at the, the runner form, France is pretty much unbeaten. They've had a, a fantastic form in the last five games. Germany, um, uh, although a, a very, very strong side, this is going to be a contest just worth having a bit of a nail-biting finish? I mean, I, I'd go so far as to say that... Um, I hate to admit it, but... Uh, <laughs> Germany, if you look back in the uh, 2018 World Cup, they didn't even make it past the group stage. And France went on to win the tournament. So, um, But at the, I also feel strongly that actually France is favourites to win it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I actually go will go on to say that uh, they're so dominant mm. in in uh, these days. I'll say that you know they could do a repeat of what Spain achieved back in uh, two oh eight, tw- uh, ten, and uh, twelve uh, two thousand twelve, um, dominating the uh, turn of the decade mm. in fo- in international football. J- uh, Spain won the uh, two thousand eight Euros. They won the World Cup in twenty ten, and they went on to win the 2012 Euros. So I, I actually feel that France, having won the uh, uh, Euro in, in 2018, 
that they are are very li likely to actually go on and win this uh, um, this tournament as well. I mean, just look at the the kind of players they have. They have um, you know superstars like Ngolo Kante, Olivier Giroud, Griezmann, That's my Antoine, Antoine, Antoine Griezmann. Exactly. He's my favorite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Antoine Griezmann. Mm. Um, no, outstanding, outstanding team. Varane as well in, mm. in, in defense. So, yeah, I'm actually really looking forward to um, the encounter between Germany and France. I, ha I have a feeling that, uh, you know, as I said, France can go, uh, can get, go really far and actually win this tournament altogether. So that was my brother. So once again, I've decided to rope in my younger brother, Asad Hanif, so that is my younger brother, Asad Hanif, as he gave us a little bit of an update on what's going on and what type of games to look forward to for the tournament ahead. And Scotland is going to be taking on Czech Republic later on in just a few hours, in fact. And Poland, Slovakia, Spain and Sweden tonight is going to be the game to watch. And we hope that all of you Spanish fans are going to be out there in full spirit to catch it. Now, for all of you tennis fans, there is a bit of a treat as we talk about Tsitsipas's uh, brilliance, uh, on-court brilliance against Djokovic. And uh, that is going to be the conversation up next to have here on Pulse95. Stay tuned to the halftime show. This is Abdul Karim Hanif stepping in for Omar Abdul. Pulse95. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the halftime show on Pulse95. Nice strike! Hello and welcome back on to the halftime show with myself, Abdul Karim Hanif, stepping in for Omar Adouri. And uh, we've got to talk about the tennis encounter yesterday. It was very emotional uh, to for, from both sides. Novak Djokovic really proving his mettle, showcasing why he is number one, coming down from two sets and uh, making uh, and hanging on there and uh, making sure that he, he showed uh, his class as a true professional and a true uh, experienced um, tennis star uh, and uh, beating uh, Tsitsipas uh, quite convincingly then by the end. But uh, the game extended again for hours uh, going into the fifth set. We were feeling that this is going to go on down to the wire. Uh, very, very strong backhand responses from Djokovic. But Tsitsipas put up such a strong fight. This was... Uh, an encounter that any young fan should have watched and if they haven't go down and watch the highlights of the French Open uh, this is the 19th Grand Slam title of Novak Djokovic so that's one cream of generation really fighting it off with you know Federer and Djokovic having a bit of a, a tussle in terms of the most Grand Slams so far Federer still leads with 20 Grand Slams so that's set aside. But the new generation of tennis stars, Tsitsipas, I've said this before, a man and a force to be reckoned with. He is the next big thing for sure. This was two years ago when he excelled on, on the ATP uh, circuit as well uh, um, and uh, ATP World Finals. But this time, his first Grand Slam final. And uh, he, ha he broke down in tears, obviously, after losing that. Come on, you're a 22-year-old and playing in such a massive field, so close. 
yet so far. And sadly, he had lost his grandmother uh, on the day of the final, so you could clearly see that uh, he was um, quite uh, upset about it. But when you watch the encounter closely, whenever Tsitsipas vented out in frustration, he pulled a comeback. So this could potentially be some form of a a training way of getting yourself back up and motivated. Sometimes when you see players are frustrated and they've vented out, they do go into a bit of a shell and that and things are just falling apart in front of them. But Tsitsipas, he was so frustrated and he managed to pull things out when uh, Djokovic was in a bit of a lead in one of the games in the final sets. Um, that just goes to show the determination and that's such a key aspect and this is where most athletes and when we are training in the gyms miss out on that determination, that can-do attitude. And this is exactly what uh, Tsitsipas had demonstrated. So I've got Asad Hanif with me, my brother, uh, to analyse things uh, a, a better because him and I had a very, very uh, a busy, uh, busy evening because we caught up with pretty much every sport that was out there. Well, I've got Asa Hanif back again with me, my younger brother, who's a keen sports fan and uh, a football coach himself, uh, keeping, key, keeping a close eye on almost every sport. Yesterday was a true delight. We had the crickets, we had the tennis, we had the football. Um, he, he certainly had a very busy day from what I saw uh, last night. Yes, it all started off with the, with the cricket, New Zealand against England encounter and... Uh, yeah, it was it was a walk in the park for New Zealand. They uh, only needed one more wicket um, to uh, get England all out, uh, and uh, they ended up having to chase a target of just thirty eight mm. for their final innings, and they went down to win it quite easily. Um, but then, like you said, it uh, was a fun packed day of full of sport. So I'll, we'll, then they put, came for the football and England versus. Uh, um, Croatia with a yeah Cro- one Croatia win. yeah like that yeah that was um, watched that as well and it was a satisfying performance from England I was very impressed mm. but I'm going to talk to you about Sitsipas and uh, Djokovic Djokovic now one Grand Slam shy of touching Roger Federer's target and what we saw yesterday was. Uh, an encounter that was worth not missing at all because we saw a masterclass performance from both the players. Djokovic, I mean, he's world number one for that very reason. He was uh, an absolutely outstanding talent. Uh, We went and watched the uh, start of the Euros and we ended up missing the semi-final between Nadal and uh, Djokovic. So that was a bit of a shame, but, you know, it was... I was very uh, shocked to uh, find out that actually Djokovic went on to defeat Nadal. I mean, we all know how great of a player Nadal is on clay. Mm. And I was very surprised uh, um, finding out that Djokovic went on to beat him. Mm. Um, So, I mean, taking nothing away from Nadal, he did put on a good fight. But today, particularly uh, with uh, Stefano Tsitsipas, I was... I was very impressed by him as well. Mm. Um, I, I felt at the end of the day, the, the competition was between experience and youth. And um, yeah, uh, experience won at the end of the day. But um, Plenty of backhands uh, that we saw was, uh, was impressive by Djokovic. He, he did get some winners through those backhands. But uh, the resistance that Tsitsipas put forward 
just went on to show that he's definitely not just a 22-year-old. He's a, he's a legend in the making. Yes, absolutely. Put it very correctly. Legend in the making. I actually feel that right currently he's ranked number five uh, and uh, Djokovic is not number one in the world. But actually, I'm actually quite confident that he's going to go on to mm. become uh, the, the best, next, the, the next, next number thing, one. Yeah, the next big thing for sure. Now, I just want, where do things go, go wrong, do you think, uh, for, for Sitsipas? Do you think it was just the fatigue that Djokovic had this in mind to say, you know what, I'm going to drain him out? And then I'm going to overpower him completely. Yeah, I mean, after the second set, he won the first two sets. And, uh, you know, from that moment, I was feeling that he's going to go on to actually win this. Mm, Straight sets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Nadal could only win one set against uh, Djokovic. But, you know, Sitsipas managed to win the first two. And what that meant was that uh, Djokovic had had to, since it's the best of... uh, of uh, five sets, mm. it it meant it forced uh, Djokovic to ha- have to win the next three sets in a row, which he mm. went on. He then went on to do um, plenty of speed bumps on the way, though. I mean, there was <laughs> there was points where Djokovic had it all in the bag and he had the double set lead uh, and uh, 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 the, the double championship point that he had a chance to to take it over, and suddenly that was uh, that was turned down. I mean, you were talking about where did it all go wrong. Mm. Uh, what I felt was, well, what I saw from what I saw uh, <clears throat> was after two two sets uh, were done, uh, Sitsipas wasn't feeling too well. He had he actually brought on his physio, mm. uh, who uh, you know helped did a few of his uh, stretching. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I, yeah, I felt that he was he was feeling a bit run down. After the first two sets, and from then on, it just went on, went all Djokovic's way. Mm-hmm. No, certainly a very impressive uh, outing indeed. Uh, uh, but uh, do you think Djokovic has a chance to get the twentieth Grand Slam, or is, is Federer going to take on? Because uh, Federer had to pull out from this tournament from the Roland Garros because Wimbledon was his target. Uh, but do you think um, Djokovic now uh, has a chance to beat the greatest of all time? I mean, he certainly proved it, mm. winning this Grand Slam, that he has a lot of more energy in the tank. Uh, and he's um, he's 35 now. Um, yeah, I think he has. He still has uh, a lot to offer, and I think he's actually going to do, go past February. He's, he's such a champ, no doubt. Yeah, it's going to be a, a great contest for sure uh, What in terms of what's coming up uh, on the tennis circuits, especially with the Wimbledon as well. Well, stay with us on the Halftime Show. There's so much to get through uh, on the programme. We're going to be picking up with the world of cricket as well as uh, the United Arab Emirates' uh, dreams of playing the World Cup finals. This is the Halftime Show only on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. Oh, he loves the pilot! What a goal! This is the halftime show on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Hello and welcome back on to the Halftime Show, this time with myself, Abdul Karim Hanif. Uh, and uh, we are going to be talking about the United Arab Emirates' plans 
and goals and dreams of playing the World Cup finals. Does the UAE still have a chance? Well, we still do. And at the moment, uh, what we're looking at is we required beating and needed to beat every single team that were on our way uh, to top the Group G. And that takes us to the next round. So we've beaten Thailand. We've demolished Indonesia. And uh, tomorrow, the United Arab Emirates take on Vietnam. And if they do that, they will top the Group G. But if they do lose for whatever reason, uh, then uh, they're going to be in the, the four best placed runner-ups of the eight groups will qualify for the next round. And after this, what happens is eight group winners, four best uh, best placed runner-up teams are playing the final round of the, uh, the, the final qualifying round for the Asian sides. There's only four slots for Asian teams at the 2022 World Cup and total of 12 teams are fighting for it. And the last time the UAE made their appearance was way back in 1990. Now, what we're seeing is uh, uh, the UAE midfielder Ali uh, Salmin spoke to uh, the national and said that uh, uh, the, the team will fight with all their might to reach the third and final phase. They're currently in Group G and uh, they go into the second round finale uh, in Zabil Stadium uh, that they uh, will definitely get through um, uh, if, if they beat Vietnam, who uh, against whom they're only two points uh, away uh, to be topping uh, that uh, that scene, uh, the, 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 the group itself. Now, if we look at the aggregate score over the last week, the UAE has scored 12 goals and conceded one. Our attack is impressive. We're a very, very good side, and uh, this is there's a lot of hype uh, surrounding what we can achieve. And uh, a, a striker, uh, Sebastian, uh, who struck the first goal, said the, the team has gained a lot of confidence during the previous period. We've played good matches and achieved great victories thanks to the solidarity of everyone from the technical and administrative staff, players and fans. And he also went on to add that we really appreciated the support from the Emirati football fans and we expect uh, from them unprecedented backing in the next match. We will do everything in our power and I hope we see succeed in accomplishing qualification and making sure that our fans uh, go back happy as well. So uh, there is so much to look forward to when it comes to this encounter. But we're going to be building this hype. This is a great game to look forward to. Zabiel Stadium, 8.45pm. We're so looking forward to this encounter. This is going to be great fun and uh, all of our hopes and dreams and prayers are with the Whites in this encounter as we prepare for the next round. It's going to be a tough one. It's going to take a lot of resilience. It's going to take a lot of uh, coming together to uh, to take on the 12 best teams um, uh, or the 11 remaining best teams when we proceed to the next round. But it's certainly going to be a great fun. But for the time being, in terms of uh, direct and immediate rules that we've got, guys, it's going to be a Tuesday off sports again. France versus Germany to look forward to. That's going to be a crazy game. France in a very, very strong form. Uh, Germany, uh, remember this, in 2018 World Cup, they did uh, terribly in terms of the group stages. They couldn't get through. So their fans are hoping for this um, 
for, for a little bit of uh, 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 repaying the debts and they have so much covering up to do as well and they have to make up for that big loss uh, in 2018. Same sentiments were with Italy when they took on Turkey in the first game and uh, what a fantastic performance uh, was displayed by, by Italy. They were ruthless towards the end of that uh, opening game and they really, really won the hearts of their fans. But uh, France versus Germany this is going to be a contest that you shouldn't miss at all and I hope I can catch it because I do have a, an early start with the morning majlis for sure uh, but Le- France-Germany uh, almost like a dress rehearsal for the perfect final for the Euro 2020 cannot miss that game at all let us know your thoughts and opinions uh, on the show and uh, uh, what what you think about the Euro 2020 so far as well as the United Arab Emirates' hopes of qualifying for the next stage 4215 the text lines are open for you to be in touch with the show make sure you do text us uh, your name uh, towards the end and we're looking forward to getting your thoughts uh, this this afternoon stay tuned this is the halftime show only on Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Oh, he loves the pilot. What a goal. This is the halftime show on Pulse 95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Wonderful. Welcome back on to the halftime show. Guys, I have to make a confession. I'm quite saddened because uh, when I did the halftime show on Saturday, I said that this test match between England versus New Zealand is going to be a draw for sure. And uh, little did I know that <laughs> those words are going to come back to bite me because uh, after England uh, started off with 303, New Zealand responded with 388. I literally thought, come on, there is no way that we can see a result in this encounter now. This is day three and we're already not started with the, um, the the second innings and we're going to go on but England faltered they collapsed uh, against some brilliant bowling uh, by by the Kiwis and uh, this is uh, terrible for England because they were such a strong side they're home track bullies I think every team has become a home track bully when it comes to the world of cricket especially in test cricket as well um, but England was faced with a very very strong New Zealand side fully charged up the t- New Zealand is playing the World Tennis Championship finals they're a very very strong side so we, we can give that to England but um, the way they performed has, has, has rung alarm bells amongst the English camp, especially with the Ashes and the Indian Tour coming uh, uh, soon as well. So with this defeat against New Zealand, uh, and it was quite a straightforward one for New Zealand, even though they did lose two wickets, um, is that means that uh, the, this is England's first series, home series defeat since 2014. And this was New Zealand's first success in England in 22 years so what a a fantastic morale boosting performance, especially when they'll be playing the World Tennis Championship finals uh, on Friday against India at the Ajayas Bowl, uh, and uh, they've they've now gotten used to the conditions. They certainly have that big advantage, and I think New Zealand is going to be a very strong side for this. India are home turf bullies. India is a very, very good side as well. Uh, and they do perform quite well in England whenever they do visit. Uh, but against New Zealand, I think they might struggle. So it's going to be an interesting Test Championship final to look at as well. So what's been happening at the Test Championship is they've been playing bilateral series for the last two years. 
the best performing teams two teams have been selected and they will face off in the final of the world test tennis championship one-off test match to determine uh, the winner of this season of the international games that have been going on for uh, for the two uh, for, for the two years uh, but new zealand plenty of things to be proud of and england uh, were quite uh, saddened by that performance but the morale of their players were lifted following that big victory uh, against uh, Croatia, avenging the semi-final defeat of the 2018 FIFA World Cup. Players such as Alan Shearer jumping on the bandwagon and saying that England's performance has made them smile. Uh, the, the big chance of football's coming home, it's coming home, it's coming home. That's just got everyone so motivated and that this is going to be uh, sung at most places. But we have to be very careful because those sentiments were there during the FIFA 18 World, uh, 2018 World Cup. Sadly, they had fallen through because of, uh, of uh, Croatia's uh, performance on, on the field as well. So you never know. And there's so much to look forward to as well in the world of sports. And I'm anxious for tomorrow because that is the big day of sports. Well, guys, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for your support. Do drop us your text on 4215 if you've enjoyed the halftime show as well uh, as uh, Omar Adouri is going to be back to keep you more uh, motivated and updated with the sporting stories over the coming few days. And we wish him a speedy recovery so that he can be back again in the studios. Thank you all for tuning in. Drop us a text on 4215 and I'll see you guys tomorrow morning, bright and early, uh, for the Morning Majlis. From myself, it's uh, goodbye for now. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3pm. 